What's up, everybody? Welcome back to DevOtaku. It's the show where three developers talk about the anime that they are watching, and that anime is none other than Cowboy Bebop. This episode is going to be on episode ten. Jamie, do you have a title for this episode? I, I messed up and didn't write it down. Is it, is it going to be the Elegy? Elegy? Can we just call it Jet's Love Life? Yeah, <laughs> Jet Jet's Jet, failed Jet's Love Jet's Life. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, man. So this episode was very weird. And before we jump into it, of course, this is a spoiler uh, podcast. So if you don't like spoilers, we're going to kick it over to our DJ to uh, give you a quick little interlude so you can catch up and watch it. And before we jump into it, I have one more thing. Is anybody watching any new animes or any old animes or any other animes? Yeah, I'm catching up on um, Attack on Titan uh, season two and three since it's now on Hulu. Mm. Oh, and I've I finished that um, that Devil series, the high school Devils and Demons or whatever I was watching. <laughs> it got really good. Okay. Oh, by the way, we didn't introduce ourselves. I'm Jay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Jamie. Yeah, I've been uh I've been watching well, I just started it last night, but I watched like five episodes of uh Rara, <laughs> which is a very interesting anime. It's about like a Celtic fairy called the Dulahan. That is like the headless horseman, basically, and she has moved to Japan, moved to Tokyo and um, Aikibukuro to um, search for her missing head. And it's a it's a very interesting story so far. Um, it doesn't take place from the perspective that much of the Dulahan. It actually takes place from the perspective of a high school student. And it, it's just weird, but it's really good. Um, and then the, I guess the second question is outside of anime, what, what's everybody watching? Uh, so I've been, um, I've been digging on um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I've I'm watching that after we finish recording. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. I mean, I've only seen uh, season one and I'm like one episode into season two. You but mean I Titus is good. Oh my yes. goodness. He should have his own show. That's a <laughs> He is the show. What do you mean? <laughs> well, yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I think oh. I, I want to say was it season three where it kind of got weird? That's oh, the new one, right? I haven't started the new one. Yeah, I don't know yet. Um I finally finished Black Mirror and um was wanting to start season two of Glow. So when my brother and I were younger, we used to watch wrestling every Saturday morning. So a TV show about wrestling. Yeah, all right. I'll watch that. <laughs> You're watching a TV show about wrestling. That's totally why I'm watching it. It's so awkward. Like, 
I don't know. I'm I'm also a very awkward person, so there's a lot of parts in that just make me cringe. So I couldn't I couldn't get through episode one because I was just like, oh, this is this is uncomfortable. It it gets better. Oh, um, I watch like three or four episodes, and by like the third episode, it it's definitely not um, as awkward as the first. The first one was rough. Like it was definitely yeah. rough. Yeah. Yeah, I think Kimmy so, Smith season one's pretty good. I mean, really, just watch it for Titus. I started watching um, Adventure Time though, because everyone says it's good. So like last week, I was singing the Pancake Song. Like, <laughs> 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 I, had a, I was at a client's office, and all I kept singing it was like baking pancakes. My coworkers like, "Are you? <laughs> do you want some pancakes?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> oh man. We'll have to do a podcast chapter on this because it's gonna be this is gonna be like another bonus episode right here. Just oh man, but like I loved Adventure Time until so the cool thing is Adventure Time is an actual linear progression. So is it Finn like starts out at the same age as the voice actor for Finn was. And as the voice actor got older, so did Finn. And it was this weird, like, you'll you'll see later on, like, as the seasons go by, the content kind of changes in that aspect where Finn starts, you know, first he has a little crush on Princess Bubblegum, and then later on it turns into, like, a teenager, like, boyfriend-girlfriend type thing yeah. with, a you know, no spoilers there. He's a jerk. Yeah. Finn is, like, now the worst character. Him and Jake are just idiots at this point. But I'm like, yeah. there's got to be something yeah. else here. <laughs> Minus uh, I mean, you watch, you watch the show for LSP. Like, I mean, like, Kimmy Schmidt's all about Titus. Adventure Time's all about Lumpy Space Princess. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Marceline's pretty cool. Marceline is pretty fun. Also, like my persona. <laughs> so, but you didn't come for that ten minutes of what else we're watching. You want to know about Cowboy Bebop episode ten, um, the Ganymede eulogy, or uh, as we said, Jet uh, Spike's love, not Spike Jet's love life. Uh, wow, this episode was dumb. <laughs> it was conflicting, right? Because you, you want to know more backstory, which I guess I kind of enjoyed. But in that backstory, finding out Jet was a cop, I was like, ah, damn. <laughs> 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 I don't know. It just, I was like, well, I guess Ed really is my favorite character now. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that that's Ed's always yeah, going to be my I, favorite character. I had a yeah, nice little tie. He is the best. Yeah, I mean, I had a nice little tie. And I was like, okay, this episode shows Ed's like a true weirdo. <laughs> and then they were talking about Jet being a cop. And I was like, well, there, there it goes. I'm no longer invested. It's all about Ed. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that got me that kind of made me upset with this was Jet acted like a 13 year old boy like it's so awkward that he's just like oh i i loved her so much and she was always there and always on my side and then one day she just left and i didn't know why and you know i was unable to look through like how i act 
to see if maybe it was my fault. <laughs> and and then what, what was her name? Alyssa? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alyssa was just like That's just how you were back then. Mm-hmm. You decided everything. In the end you were always right. When I was there with you, I never had to do anything for myself. All I had to do was to hang on to your arm like a child without a care in the world. <laughs> I wanted to live my own life, make my own decisions, even if they were terrible mistakes. Yo, you are very controlling and hard to deal with. Like, And he's just like, oh. Well, I don't care anymore. And then he like it's like he keeps waffling on this idea and and ah uh, like Jet, why why not? Like I, I just feel bad. I feel like this whole like he is like the father figure in this band of of merry men, merry bounty hunters, and he acted like a little child. And just realizing that it came from that is just, it's, it's bothersome. Like it's super annoying. But I mean, I think he needed closure and like, sometimes when you're working on yourself, you don't always know what you did. And I think in his case, he thought he was being great. And so because he didn't have like, because she left without, I guess, a note. He kind of sort of... Well, was a one-word note. Just said farewell. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, me, he wasn't 100% sure, like, what he did wrong. I'm kind of mad that she told him with the gun pointed to his face that we all knew she wasn't going to shoot. But, you know, <laughs> besides the point. <laughs> I don't know. It was completely, um, I want to say emotional, but, like, Jet shows no emotion, so... Except for when he shouted. You know, he shows that I am angry. Also, when he punched that guy in the face, uncalled for, I would have squared up. Would have been like, well. (laughs) Well, I mean, her boyfriend was a punk too, but. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I wrote down what did he expect would happen if he shot a loan shark? You know? Like, yeah. But I mean, that's why, yeah. And and that was the weird thing. Like, I, I remember being a kid and just being like, man, when I'm an adult, like, I'm going to be a cool adult. I'm not going to be one of these boring types. And, like, now that I'm, you know, I mean, I'm only 28. I'm still not that old. But it's like, as a 28-year-old, been married for five years now, own my own house, have a 401k and all that stuff. I'm like, dang, I turned into the boring adult. And it's like, you see, like, Jet, who is definitely in his 40s and you see Alyssa who's probably around the same age and then you have this like punk kid who's like shooting loan sharks and stuff like why are y'all acting like children stop acting like children grow up I I hope that I'm a bit more mature when I'm Jet's age than than he is acting right now it took me a while to figure out yeah. that her boyfriend had shot the long shark. Because I remember they talked about she had debts. 
So I'm just thinking like she's closing up shop because they're going to take her place. I guess I was looking at it more of like a foreclosure type of thing. Like, hey, we're going to garnish your wages. <laughs> uh, that also tells you I've been doing my taxes and crap lately. But <laughs> I mean, it just it didn't click at first. And then when they said it and I was like, so I mean, he thought he wasn't going to have a bounty on his head after killing somebody like is is he just that dumb? Yeah, right? That's what I'm getting at. And, like, the fact that I wrote down when I was watching it, I wrote down, why aren't the Loan Sharks guys going after him as well? You know? Because, I mean, if you're if you're a mafia boss, you've lent out some money, some punk kid comes to you saying, we need some more time, we need some more time. You have your henchman there to hold him. He breaks out of him and then shoots the boss. Aren't they going to want to get revenge or something? This is a bad mob, apparently. <laughs> no structure, <Wow>. no respect. <laughs> Every, everybody is bad at what everybody does. <laughs> bounty hunters are bad at bounty hunting. Loan sharks are bad at loans. So, like, you know how they were on Ganymede before and they were talking about the sea bass? Mm-hmm. Or the, the rats? Uh, yeah, whatever it was. When they were like, oh, Jet's from there. Like, it finally clicked. Like, no wonder he knew so much information about that nasty animal. Like, (laughs) you know, I'm thinking, like, why does he know this? And then they come back and say, like, that's where he's from. And I'm just like, oh, this makes sense. Because, you know, like, from Tennessee, I can tell you a lot of stuff about, like, Nashville and Knoxville. That's where my family's from. I might not live there, but it, it, like, never goes away. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had to take Tennessee history growing up, too. Everyone in the state does. Everyone in the state. Oh, it's so annoying. (laughs) I don't know. It, like, connects pieces. This episode kind of connects the dots, but it doesn't. It's still, like, another filler. Yeah. So I wanted to ask about Ed. This This is the first episode where Ed is a part of the crew. And... It's she is she's so funny, but at the same time, it's just like she needs, what are you doing? <laughs> like <I mean. laughs> I'm, I'm just so like she like bites the the bounty. Oh, by the way, yeah, they they actually successfully landed a bounty. That was that was a surprise seeing that. Um, but eighteen thousand woolungs for this one, yeah, yeah, you know. And then, of course, like bad bounty hunters, they let their emotions get in the way of business, even though Spike was like, sorry, but this is business. Then he lets he lets Jet, who he knows is going to let them get away. <laughs> ah, so dumb. So dumb. I did write down. Um, so when when Spike takes the bounty, he gets shown a screen with the guy's name on it. Uh, Rick, was it? Thanks, I so. think. I don't know. Yeah, and he and and you know, and the the police officer says, you know, it's rent is Elisa's main squeeze. I thought you boys would want to know. Man, what's the bounty on this guy? It's Elisa's main squeeze, and <laughs> which not sure I like that phrase, but okay. Um, and you know, it flashes <laughs> one million eight hundred thousand wulongs on the screen. And I, what I really want to know is, did Spike take the job because it was the because of the bounty, 
Or did he do it as some kind of loyalty to Jet, do you think? Where he was like, oh, well, this guy is clearly going to be making Jet feel bad. So let's go put him behind bars. And then Jet will be happy again. And by happy, I mean Jet will be, you know, moping around again. I mean, I don't know, because Spike took the bounty with his uh, old gang friends, right? So I figured it was the same thing. Like, this is home. This is like my things that affect my life or have affected my life. So I would want to be the one that turns them in or what have you. Well, it's like what, what Jet said, like, there are other bounty heads to catch. You don't need this one. If I let him go now, someone else will be after him tomorrow. And by then you'll be an accomplice. Stay away. You still have time, Alisa. Hmm. You know, get this resolved and then everything is okay. Like if, if you just run, then you've got to deal with your problems. And by the way, in the in the subs, it calls um rent um her gigolo. And I was just like, oh, that's uh, that doesn't age well. <laughs> Cause after that I all I thought of was Rob Schneider. So it was like, well <laughs> I mean, I thought I low-key thought he was her kid at first. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you got this like younger guy who is attached to an older lady, and it's just like like what what is happening right now? Oh, but like because we know the the age difference technically, it explains his actions. Like I feel like she would have figured out how to pay her debts maybe or it sounded like she was running but he went and did like you know what i'm gonna say he's in his 20s because this actually sounds like some stupid stuff some a 20 year old would do (laughs) so he had a 20 year old moment where he's like oh i'm gonna like man up or whatever and then he made a stupid mistake and then was like oh my god there's a bounty on my head of course that's how the system works whereas she was gonna do um slightly more mature like maybe five years more mature and just run away (laughs) (laughs) well time to go (laughs) pack up your cup kid we're leaving (laughs) i mean i i think that i think that spike as a whole and i'm gonna go back to this ed thing in a second um but i think spike as a whole was like yo it's money like he he tried to call Jet and say and give him the heads up, but mm-hmm. it was like, "Hey, you know, you didn't answer. Sorry, it's it's you know, I'm doing this because you know we got to eat. You know, no big deal. Mm, maybe, but it, that's fair. That's fair. But again, like mm-hmm. Ed, why why are you biting people? Ed, don't bite people. <laughs> the dog even looked at her like she was crazy. <laughs> Ed's entrance into this episode is amazing. But also, she jumps on the the guy that they've got tied up, their bounty. Well, she she falls to the floor, rolls backwards, growls at him, then jumps at him, and then he flushes red? What's that all about? He, like, blushes. Maybe it's a fetish. What are you doing? This is a 12-year-old girl. He's holding on to you whilst you're tied to a lamppost or whatever. What are you doing? 
It's weird. That's a biting weird. fetish, guys. No big deal. <laughs> Oh well, okay, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah I and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to yuck on somebody else's yum. So, okay, yeah, fair enough. That's I mean, fair. the thing is, like, I don't know. You know how black people typically say, like, you see a bad kid, the story. You know what? The Boondocks episode is even better. In the Boondocks, when Grandpa sees like the white kid throwing things at his mom, and he takes off his belt and teaches his mom how to use the belt. He sure looks like a handful. When he gets like this, I just don't know how to make him stop. Have you ever tried beating his ass? What was the belt? That is what I felt. I was just like, <laughs> what is Ed doing? Like, sit down and, like, I don't know, play on a computer or something. Just chill. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think a lot of it, too, is this is this is a child who has, who's very, very smart, but doesn't understand some of the basic things, like, like she doesn't know what, like suntan lotion is. Hey Faye, what'd you put that stuff on for? Beautiful skin can only be maintained by tireless efforts, which are ultimately totally futile. Understand? Mmm. <sighs> yes, futile, useless. <clears throat> you know, it's. I think it's this interesting but often thing where you'll have people who are so bright but so detached that some of the most basic ideas are beyond them some certain behavioral traits are not understood but at the same time like you have this ability to you know, take over someone's spaceship, you know? So it's, it's, it's really cool that she's on board. And I think that maybe that's why she wanted to join the crew was that it's like, yo, I'm, I'm from earth. I don't know much, but I know these other things. So I can help the team out. And at the same time, I can learn about the world. I can learn about the things that don't involve computer hacking or, you know, satellite hacking. It's so I, I think that that's a very interesting trade-off that the team gets is like, okay, Hey, we're going to have to kind of teach her what it means to be like a, a person of the, of the universe. I can't say of the world because, you know, they have multiple worlds, but of the universe. And at the same time, they're going to be able to benefit from her intelligence as someone who knows a lot. You know, she knows her way around a computer. I mean, but like you said, Earth is all she knows, right? And she was pretty secluded from what we saw. So, I mean, some of the things like make sense from that standpoint. The sunscreen thing, that was so valid and hit home because like I've asked too, but see, 
there's a difference because Ed seems like a black person. So like suntan lotion and sunscreen are two different things. So like that was a totally valid question. Because I like mm-hmm. from personal experience, like I went to, you know, all white elementary school, only like one out of three or four black kids. So people would put on suntan lotion, which is not something that we put on, <laughs> put on sunscreen. Yeah. So I was like, when she asked that, I was like, you know what? I, I completely understand. Like, that is such a valid question. I didn't understand what tanning was for the longest. I mean, to this day, I still don't understand tanning parlors, but not something I do, <laughs> you know? It's where, it's where white people go to become orange. That's what it is. Yeah, see, I'm not trying to turn orange, you know? <laughs> <clears throat> So all in all, I mean, this, this episode was very, eh, (laughs) like, I think that's, that is my overall thought on it was, it's just, eh, you know, it's, it's fine. It's not great, but I kind of wonder if like, I don't know, this was like a point where it's just like, crap, where do we take the story from here? You know? Because if you think about like other animes, they seem to like have a flow where at a certain point you can kind of tell that the writers might not have known like what else to do. And it's like, all right, so we need like an episode to put out there while we figure out like where we want to take this story. And that's what this kind of felt like. Yeah. A great example would be like Steven Universe, you know. Their filler episodes just happen to be Steven walking around Ocean City singing a song with whoever. Like this what this this felt like. Like, all right, you could have just left this, but you wanted to give us something to keep us going. Hmm. Yeah, I think so, yeah. The yeah, the, there wasn't any substance to it. There was no there's no character development even even jet doesn't really develop as a character he gets his closure he figures out why um elisa left him but he doesn't change because of it doesn't make him a better or a worse person he's just like okay that's why you left fine you know i love how his in response is nah i'm the i'm the black dog like once i once i bite i don't let go and i feel like mm-hmm that is kind of the overall thought in this is that like, Oh, you have this person who has a very like latch on mentality. And one of the things that he was attached to left and that's why it ate at him. Cause he was like, well, I mean, I, I don't know why I don't know what I did wrong or what happened. And it, I guess it just ate at him, and then finally, at the end, it's like, oh, I can finally let go of this now because you know the the case has been closed. Hmm. Yeah, Judge starting to just seem like one of those guys that needs, like he needs to know the why, which isn't realistic in life. You're not always going to know the why, but yeah. I mean, as far as his character, well, I guess we're calling this his character development. I think we've uh, learned all we need to know. <laughs> so 
him and Faye are complete. You're just really mad because he's a cop. <laughs> you're just like, you're like eh, I don't need to know anything else about him. He's a I cop. I mean, like, every, all the other episodes, like, we already know he clearly has somebody's technical skills. He has a lot of connects. They connect, having all those connects now makes sense, knowing that he's a cop. Um, so, I mean, he probably made those while he was on the force. But as far as, like, his actual, like, person and personality, I I don't think they're going to go anywhere else with it. Like, him and Faye are pretty much complete. They're like, all right, here you go. Here's a backstory. Yeah. It's kind of a never meet your heroes kind of idea. Like, hey, you know, he's so mysterious. And then you realize why. And you're just like, that's it? <laughs> like, okay, I guess. <laughs> kind of dumb (laughs) but yeah all in all i mean i I think that i feel like this made jet a weaker person a weaker character than originally thought and and honestly i mean this is it it doesn't do much for the story at all like we could have just have gone without it I think they they tried to shoehorn in like, oh, let's tell a bounty story, but let's make it close to home for Jet. And it's like, it really didn't need to be. Like, it could have been, it could have just been like a bounty hunter and it could have been someone that Jet thought was attractive and like wants to talk to or whatever. And this boyfriend's, you know, piece of work. And in the end, you could have the exact same ending where he's like, I believe I'm the man that you need, but you're, attached to this kid you know if i can't have you at least let me help the kid to be strong enough to take care of you like i don't think it had to be like this oh you left me and i i I never knew why and oh my you know the the world's coming to an end because i don't know this thing so i have to stare at this watch every time i'm close to home like i think that was unnecessary so i have a question because I'm clearly not a male. I don't know what people tell y'all growing up like that. But you really have male figures that come around saying, like, you need to be strong for so-and-so. Like, I know I've seen it in movies yes. where it's like, you you should be strong <laughs> yes. for your mom. But, like, is is that a real thing? Does that actually work? Like, um, I don't know. My mom, so my my mom was divorced, and it was just my mom and I for the majority of my childhood. And once, once I started high school, she remarried and it was kind of like this, well, my job's done here. Let me uh, start focusing on me again. And, (laughs) but during that time, it, my mom was more like, yo, you need to take care of yourself because I got to work. I got things to do. You know, I can't, I will do my best to always be there, but I can't make that promise. And you can't rely on other folks like your dad, you know, no hostility towards them, but it's like, you can't rely on them because they're not always around. And, but at the same time, when I got married, there was this understanding that, you know, my wife's dad was like, yo, I've done my best now. She's an adult. She's, she's on her own. This is her decision. I support it. I think you're great. But at the same time, you need to take care of my daughter. And it's like, yo, dog, that's why we're getting married. Like, I understand. <laughs> but at the same time, it, it it's a thing that, yeah, it, it's pretty common that you're like, hey, you know, you need to 
I, I think more than anything, it's like that, that story, like manning up, like, Hey, you need to man up and, you know, take responsibility for your actions, which I hate the phrase man up. I don't, I don't, I can't think of a better one other than take responsibility for your actions. And if, if someone is relying on you, like with me being an upcoming father in like less than two months, oh my goodness, um, almost a month now, but I know that there are going to be things that my daughter will have to rely on me for. And I have to be there for that. I don't really need anyone to tell me that, but there are definitely people in the world that do need that because how often do we hear of deadbeat dads? So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Jay, by saying that it's taking responsibility for your actions rather than anything else. Because you can use that same phrase for anyone, no matter how, no matter how you identify. It is a case of you have to, you know, you gotta, yeah, you gotta take responsibility. Um, yeah, yeah. My uh, one of my first programming jobs, we had a this idea of um, you don't go when when the code broke. You don't go running looking for blame. You you take it upon yourself to then go, right, I'm going to fix it because that's the most important thing. I take responsibility for what's happened. I'm going to fix it. And then I'm going to, then we'll have a meeting to figure out how we can stop it from happening in the future sort of thing rather than, you know, because I don't know whether you, whether uh, you guys have had this, but especially at some of the places where I've worked, when something, when the code, break i mean this is more of a development thing but when the code breaks there's this very it's some of the places i've worked at they have this very uh, clear well it's not my problem i didn't write the bad code i'm not gonna even attempt to fix it i'm going to go blame whoever wrote the bad code and it's like no no no, no we're all in this together you know hmm. and that's what it should be you take responsibility for your actions but we are all in this together i don't know i think i've got a, a bit of a rambling rant there <laughs> It's interesting. I mean, yeah, it doesn't really happen for females. Not in the same, mm. like, I guess not in that same take responsibility for another human. Like that, it's kind of like a groom thing more than a, somebody has to say it to you. Like it's just innate. I don't know. The It seemed unfair for Jet to try to put the responsibility of taking care of a, another adult on someone else. I th- I think that's like kind of what bothered me. <laughs> and that's why I asked like how do you put a pressure that someone might not have asked for on someone else? But like I said, I I see it a lot in movies happening, but it's mostly only men cuz if that was like a woman, yeah. <laughs> no way. <laughs> it, it's just it's weird. Like you went through all of this and you punch him in the face to tell him to basically man up. They, is there not another way, you know? Could just be me. I mean, some people do need to get punched <laughs> in the face. Like yeah, sometimes that is the only way that you can get to them. But like, I don't think that was absolutely necessary. Hmm. So any, any closing thoughts before we wrap this show up? Um, I, I, I feel like I want to go back to, uh, back to the spike is not a good bounty hunter, but only because, right. 
there's a part where he's chasing after um after rent um uh, and and Alyssa and he says to himself hey at least in the english dub he says something along the lines of it looks like my good karma is paying off yes like, good karma because you're arresting <laughs> bad guys or good karma because you're just terrible at your job you know i just i feel you because i was like what good karma <laughs> yeah right <laughs> well you you know like one of the previous episodes he had he had given all that money away from selling that was seeds, his fault so that has nothing to do with <laughs> karma that is your fault <laughs> That is a choice you made. You're really, really dumb. You chose to starve. That is on you. (laughs) Has nothing to do with karma. (laughs) So I think on that note, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, Thank you for listening. Um, Yeah, this this episode was weird. Oh, I did have one more question. What's everyone's thoughts on the Cowboy Bebop series as a whole? Because, I mean, I am not as excited about it in this middle phase of episodes right now. Like, I, I just feel like it's it's a lot of filler that's not necessary, especially for, like, a one-season run. Like, you, there's a lot of story that still needs to be fleshed out, especially around Spike's character. But what, like, what's going on? Like, I'm so, I just feel like, okay, half of the season is completely not necessary. So I never watching it before. I have more to say on this next episode, but basically like if we had to rate it out of 10, I'm at like a smooth 4.5 just because I feel like it kind of fell off. Like at the start, it was kind of like, I don't know, putting putting pieces together at a fast pace, like really actiony, and now it's like I'm confused on the purpose and like where the plot's going. Hmm. Yeah, I, I um, I was I was thinking the other day that you know of of the episodes because obviously I've seen the show before, but it was a long time ago, and I'm trying to think of of the episodes in the show that we've watched so far. If I was going to introduce someone to the show, which one would it be? And it definitely would not be this episode, you know, because it's yeah, like no. a moody teenager um, who listens to emo music is upset with ex-girlfriend and nothing really happens. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's just like, this is all filler. Like they, they probably got a contract to do X number of episodes. And what's funny is I have seen many series that are like 13 episodes and there's no way. Like I think Cowboy Bebop is like 26, 28 episodes. Mm -hmm. So we're not even at the halfway mark. And it's just like, uh, this, this series is just, there's just so much unnecessary filler in it that we could just do without. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to think. And like, even like with the next episode, the next episode is absolutely hilarious, but at the same time, it is so not necessary. I wonder if that's one of the reasons why we have, so in the, in the UK, you know, most of our TV shows, except for, 
the heavily serialized um, soap operas, a lot of our TV shows are six, 12 episodes maximum, and then that's the end of the season. Or things like Sherlock, which is three episodes because they're essentially mini-movies, and then the end of the season. So I wonder if that's one of the reasons why we do that over here, just to avoid the filler episodes. Hmm. Because I mean, I've I've seen I've seen lots of you know US TV shows that do a similar thing. They fall into this trap of, oh well, we've got this big reveal happening in four episodes, but we have to make four episodes. You know, I just think it's it's easy to fall into that trap. Hmm. Maybe. Hmm. Guess we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, well. <laughs> we will. So, so yeah, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Um, mm. Thank you for listening. And if you want to figure out, you know, if you want to leave us a comment, you can head over to devotaku.com, uh, click on the episode link. Uh, it should be at the top of the screen, or if you want to click podcasts or whatever, it's in there too. And, and tell us what you think about it. Uh, we, we do let's read those and we talk about it and, um, also, if you enjoy the show, we would love for you to become a patron. Uh, we would love to create a community for developers who love anime or just people in general that like anime. I mean, I'm not going to limit it to just developers, but we just happen to all be developers. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it's fun, in my opinion. It's more fun to go through this as a group than it is to do it by yourself. So I, I think that community aspect is, is a great feature. Like it's, I guess it's a feature, not a bug of like, Hey, let's watch this anime together and talk about it. Um, and that's what we want to do. Our first goal is to, uh, our first milestone is to create a Facebook group. Um, once all of our operating costs are covered, which are not that much. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can help us get to that point. But that's going to wrap it up. Um, I am Jay. Kiara. I'm Jay. And this has been episode 10. So until next time, when hopefully they will do a, um, a hot shots, but I doubt it. Um, see you later, Space Cowboy. Mm-hmm.